0: A big sip with my gamer girl piss.
1: I'm gonna take a big sip of my normal piss. (laughs) Just regular old mixed urine.
0: (laughs) Mixed urine. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh boy. It
1: could be just everybody.
0: Oh, I see. Specialized. I was gonna ask, mixed with what?
1: Nah, just mixed with this, the sea of humanity.
0: Ew. The sea of humanity <laughs> is probably the most poetic description <laughs> I've ever heard of a like, lake of piss.
1: <laughs> uh...
0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth. I'm Alton, with me as always is Reese. Hello!
1: Thank you for visiting... Video Games Are the Worst Thing on Earth, where we tell the truth. The truth about video games.
0: Indeed. And today we have a special guest with us. I'll let him introduce himself.
1: Hey, I'm John. Hi, John. Hello,
2: John. I know uh, uh, Reese from uh, a long time ago.
1: Yeah, he's, uh, he's an old gamer buddy of mine from the salt mines of the days before your. Like the t- 2007 Salt Mines.
2: If you look up a video called The uh, Politics of XCOM, you'll find both Reese and I attempting uh, to make uh, political sense of uh, the
1: XCOM reboot.
0: That sounds very interesting, actually.
1: We'll, we'll link that in the description. That is, that's the greatest thing I've ever done. I just want the internet to know. Um, so it's time to unleash it.
2: I don't know. I think Video Games are the Worst is probably the better <laughs>
1: podcast.
2: <laughs> But I'm biased against myself, so that works
0: out, too. So the entire premise of this podcast is that we are the last bastion. The last bastion of true gamers. The ones standing between all the regular gamers and the ideology of fascism and being a reactionary. And just being a giant dipshit. We're here to tell you the truth about video games. And that truth is that they are bad. They are, in fact, the worst thing on Earth.
1: I am a giant dipshit, so I know. I know what and what isn't
0: dipshittery, Indeed, and I will tell you. Before you at us to say, it takes one to know one, we know. We are you
1: know. one. <laughs> we are.
2: I'm a little bit two. more diplomatic about being a dipshit, but I'm definitely a dipshit.
0: How do you be diplomatic about being a dipshit?
2: I just kind of nicely tell fascists to their face that they're idiots.
0: Oh, I see. Like, Yeah. I'd like to use the small bean voice when discussing their idiocy <laughs> with their fascist He's like,
3: Ooh, wokey, woo! You are a moan.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's how that discussion goes. Can you can you talk
1: to Notch in the small bean
0: voice <laughs> for me? Oh boy, uh, I would have to, I'd have to get something prepared. It's okay, just like,
1: well, let's put a pen in that and bring it back for. All right. A special segment.
0: So, want to kick are things are off? Are
1: traveling to LA, or...? We're going to do an on-the-site interview <laughs> with Notch. Oh, boy. You heard it here first.
0: In the small bean voice. <laughs> Hello, everyone. And welcome to our very, our very special <laughs> interview with Notch, the creator of Minecraft.
2: That is the best Ian Mouse chung um, impression I've heard, I have to say.
0: Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I care about gamers. (laughs) What was his fucking tagline? It's like,
3: gaming, consumers, and nothing else. I am pro-consumer, (laughs) pro-gamer.
0: Nothing else. Not even Uh, sentient.
1: Bless him, the patron saint of
0: our podcast. They should really change that that saying that the meek shall inherit the earth to the... fucking idiot shall inherit the earth
1: the pro gamer pro consumer the pro gamers inherit
0: shall the inherit, inherit the earth
1: <laughs> fatality well the, on his way to well if we want to
0: keep the, the meek part in that sentence we should say the casual gamer shall inherit the earth and it's true like loot boxes have spread like a contagion
3: <laughs>
0: from the <laughs> but mobile gaming section only hey, because figure. they stepped over a line they'll be back they'll be back <laughs> They're gone for now, but eventually, they'll stick that into anything. They're like me after five beers, they'll stick it into anything.
1: (laughs) Nice, yeah.
2: (laughs) I just got a Shadow War uh, over the past week, and they had a huge loot box controversy thing.
0: Yeah, that was a while ago. They actually removed it, but...
2: They removed it, but Mm -hmm. up until this weekend, they were still trying to sell me gold, because I can only get gold uh, until this past weekend, apparently. I don't know. Yeah. Why? Because there's still loot boxes and you can still pay money for them. But That game sucks. Not anymore. <laughs>
0: yeah, the, that game, they actually fucking ruined the balance of that game to put in loot boxes. Yeah, it's, it's ridiculous pretty bad.
2: I'm enjoying my time with it so far, but uh, yeah, the constant uh, this past weekend was your last chance to buy gold.
0: Have you forced no. a lot of orcs to be your friend by touching their face sensually?
2: Yes. Yes, um, I do think it's uh, interesting that in talking about human freedom and uh, uh-huh. uh, we uh, use a ring to dominate their minds and mm-hmm.
0: uh, they like it though, yeah, they're big fans' yeah, it's their of thing
2: it. they like to follow they they really do,
1: except when they betray you,
0: yeah, which is all the time <laughs> <laughs> not a very good domination, all things considered,
1: but that's the influence of the family court on their minds. <laughs> So they have a little bit of
0: free will. Orcs have free will. If that's anything you've learned today from watching our <laughs> podcast is that orcs are have free will too. And, and you can watch if a you no too. matter how sensually you touch their face <laughs> and dominate them, uh they will always turn on you. Just like just like the family court. But anyway, let you guys ready to get into our first segment here, jumping I'm straight cranked. in jumping straight into yes. the salt mines. With something a compilation by our own Reese at Very Good Bud,
1: but compiled from the the content provider we lift from the most on this podcast.
0: Exactly, uh, Shitty
1: Gamer takes from uh, from Twitter, Shitty takes, and you should check them out so you can uh, see what
0: we see. They are definitely one of the best accounts on that hell site.
1: But it, it's Pride Month. As you may or may otherwise not know.
0: known as shitty gamer take month because holy shit if you go on shitty gamer takes and just look at like the fucking wall of idiotic gamer takes below some sort of rainbow colored uh image it's insane it's just like this whole month has been nothing but companies being like we acknowledge that gay people exist and gamers just losing their fucking minds about it it's an, it's it's great It's wonderful. As salt appreciators, we have been, we have just full round bellies from just eating all this salt. You give us strength, you idiot chuds.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think it's kind of amazing, too, because it's not even like they're doing anything in a lot of these stuff, these posts they're responding to. It's just like, hey, here's our company next to... uh, rainbow flag and people are like oh i can't stand that you dare post the dreaded rainbow flag that saps <laughs> my energy every time i look at it
0: i it know it is the
2: smallest of gestures that companies can make it it is the least they could do and uh yeah considering the kind of backlash they get for just saying oh well it's a-
0: I would if i ran right, one of well, these gaming uh, company's PR. That's what I'd just do every fucking day. I'd be like okay, <laughs> E3 announcement or we're coming to E3, also hashtag respect trans women.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> every single post. To the point where they would have to get desensitized to it basically. That's my plan.
1: Well that's what's so irritating about these comments is that it's true that they're idiots who should be ignored um, but they should also still be mocked. Because we can't. It's tougher to criticize, like when Naughty Dog has like a very tokenizing, uh, you know, happy Pride Month when there are a million chuds screeching about it. Then you have to kind of side with the company, as deplorable as they are, because the chuds are being so reactionary, and you gotta beat that back first.
0: Yeah, priorities. It's like. Let me let me break this down for all our real Gamer Girl viewers. Uh, it's like when you have a high DPS mob who you've got to focus fire on before you can take out uh, the boss. You know what I mean? you got to get rid of all those ads before you can take on the boss. It's true. We're going to take down the ads, and then someone else is going to
1: take down the boss on a different podcast.
0: yeah. <laughs> Which I guess would be uh, bosses are the worst thing on earth, which would honestly be a fucking great podcast.
1: <laughs> the uh, the Dilbert podcast.
0: That we're oh after
2: no! This one. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's a great comparison.
0: Oh no! Okay. Right, let's well, not I... let's not dilly dally anymore. Let's read some of these awful. <laughs> things. I want to read
1: yeah, these. <laughs> All right, I'm going to read the first one here. So it's Naughty Dog saying happy Pride Month. Today Mm. we're celebrating our team, their families, and our fans and sharing our support for LGBTQ plus rights, representation, and inclusion. And a whole bunch of, you know, a picture of like a paw sticker that looks like a centimeter across.
0: Yeah, paw, it's not a paw sticker, it's a paw pin that's rainbow colored and then they have some paw cupcakes that are also rainbow colored. And then a picture of their office having a party.
2: It's a, it's it's the saddest pride party I've
0: ever seen. To be <laughs> it's honest, it's pretty fucking lame. Yeah, it looks very industrial. They're like in a fucking like, they have like exposed uh, aluminum HVAC ducting. It's just like there's no decoration. They're just standing around eating cupcakes.
1: Negan here <laughs> was deeply moved. Uh, and his response is, "The shit is going to be all over Last of Us 2, the same way feminism was all over Uncharted 4. I just <laughs> yeah, know. I
0: it. agree. I agree. The next Last of Us game is going to have spores that turn you gay. <laughs> I haven't played
2: Uncharted 4 yet, and uh, but uh, in, in 1 and 2, have some pretty prominent female characters, so I don't even know what
1: Negan's talking about.
0: Negan doesn't know what they're talking about. They're reactionary.
1: Yeah, Yeah. that's kind of like the thesis statement of this show. One thing I have to say about the most boring
2: Pride Party I've ever seen is, you know what? (laughs) We've made it. We're we're now so, like, mundane. Yeah. Uh, Speaking representationally, the B of the uh, LGBTQ2 plus community. We've been corporatized and made it. We're we're mainstream now. This is um this is good. We're mainstreaming.
1: It's like uh,
2: this is what
0: happens. You turn into yeah. like a bland office worker, ha- eating yes. cupcakes in a warehouse.
1: You're gonna get uh, with a sticker with a free skin for Last of Us too. Right, As Ellie will be wearing a a hoodie has a rainbow flag jacket coming out month means you get a you get a free jacket
0: oh boy exactly
1: yeah real quick did you hear the story from uh, naughty dog is that when they were player testing uncharted four there was a moment where female uh, had some kind of big action beat and the guy In the player testing thing, shouted in front of a group of, like, 20 other people, Oh, no! They got Naughty Dog also! They being the SJWs,
0: I (laughs) The SJW (laughs) Marxist cabal that we're all a member of.
1: Was he a contractor? And stormed off. No, this was, like, I mean, this was... Not, it's a game testing right I might overspeak when I call it like game testing like as part of the QA department
0: yeah, it basically they let they let regular gamers who have no professional interest in gaming into to test it and uh, for the
1: last for the first and last time <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly now I would like to move on to our next one, which the name alone is a fucking doozy this <laughs> comes to us from. Racist goy boy spooks? Which. Jesus Christ.
3: (laughs) I don't hate gay people, but there's no need for gay pride propaganda anymore. You're already accepted in society
0: and the mainstream meteor. Just live your life like a normal person without making a big deal of it. And here comes the real doozy.
3: They're trying to normalize pedophilia as another sexuality.
0: Just like what the fuck?
1: That like guy really buried the lead. I feel
0: for real. He's like after you know year, like hundreds of years of oppression. Now that we've had it like for a, a decade, okay, you're not. You don't get to. You don't get to to celebrate anymore. Would you like to read the next one, John?
2: What am I getting into today? Video protagonist. Oh, this is sorry from Razor Fist. Mm-hmm. Uh, gotta get into that name later. Uh, but uh, today, video protagonists are pan trans transracial puddin pop sexuals with more <laughs> hair colors and personality traits. The gameplay sucks, and the media loves it. We do. Anyone else? Old enough to remember when protagonists were dull, gameplay was good, and the media hated it.
0: What fucking drugs is this guy on? Like the video games admittedly have always historically have had shitty characters with terrible stories. But I don't remember a time when the media hated that at all. And it's like, gaming has never been, and gaming's never been completely devoid of that either. It's just, you are an idiot that is, like, willfully misremembering gaming history.
2: Well, I just want to refer to this guy as face from now on. <laughs> just because I love that character in Guardians of the Galaxy, and uh, <laughs> that's where this name comes from. Uh, you know, it does make him uh, dull. Like, really, really dull. So I can understand he doesn't feel represented in in gameplay these days. So, I, he must have hated Japanese games, I have to say.
0: Probably. Those are basically what he's describing and have been around for decades. It's like, hair col- more hair color than personality traits. I mean, yeah, that sounds like a JRPG to me. Runs and hides. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not a fan of JRPGs, don't at me.
2: I hate JRPGs.
1: <laughs> I, I'm I'm neutral on on them. They just take too too much time.
0: There's a fucking endless amount of these takes. By the way, we only cover like a small yeah. amount. There's fucking yeah. this one which is just like uh, hashtag the Drew Project. Nuka Gaming says, "Where's hashtag Straight Pride Month?" Oh yeah, I forgot. It's hateful to be straight.
1: I mean the the context that we have to realize here, too, is whenever we're talking about why isn't there a white pride month or a straight pride month or whatever the reactionary response is, is that the reason that white people and straight people became so prevalent is through antagonizing people who are different than they were. And that's why it became the kind of, like, dominant upper crust type of culture. Um, And so when you're not given... Uh, extra consideration for that identity, it's because we're fighting back against that specific uh, paradigm. And, you know, I'm sorry your fifis are hurt, <laughs> but obviously it's not something that actually like impacts your life at all. You just want to get grouchy about it. But I also like that this guy implies that protagonists in video games today are great. He's like, these protagonists are pan-gendered, transracial, pudding popsicles, and that's interesting.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And it's also, like, not decidedly not true, as, like, (laughs) there's, like, a fucking, there's probably a picture, like, of a wall of fucking video game protagonists that are just white dudes with short brown hair.
2: Yeah, about ten years ago that came out. I think, like, the, uh, Bioshock Infinite response was, uh, yeah, over,
0: what's pretty her much not,
2: sh- not showing up on the cover. Uh, is that like everyone's a 30 year old white dude with a beard? Everyone, and they did a wall of those video game protagonists, and yeah, sure,
0: it's so, so fucking stupid. It hasn't changed much. This is like the whole issue of reactionaryism and like fascism essentially is that you are imagining this fantastical situation that doesn't exist. Like fascism creates essentially an enemy, which is both incredibly weak, so that it can be defeated, but also so influential that its presence is everywhere. Which is exactly what Razor Fist is doing um, by implying that like every single gaming protagonist has has somehow fallen to cultural Marxism. And also creating a false history, which they're doing in the second part of their tweet, where they say that protagonists were all dull and the gameplay was good and the media hated it. Like, that nev- that history never existed. That is complete bullshit.
1: The only thing the media has ever hated was, uh, was a hysterical response to the violence. And, like, more recently, like, the loot boxes that kind of picked up on the, the gamer hate... Mm -hmm. Uh, about it just because um, it was and it's gotten pretty egregious so it's just like the media has never once cared about gaming protagonists it's not really
0: yeah this is i just wanted to point out how this sort of reactionary knee-jerk response to pride month has how it relates to the broader um political realms of fascism and that it, it it directly just creates, like, an imaginary enemy and then an imaginary past.
2: I remember uh, when people were crying for more female protagonists. Uh, they still are now. But the constant response was, well, I remember Faith in Mirror's Edge. <laughs> and that yeah. was three years ago at the time. And now it's, I
1: don't know how long
2: ago.
1: <laughs> it's just like, you got Samus. <laughs> <laughs> was... Yeah. Does anybody want to tackle this last tweet? And then I want to read the... Kern, The Kern tweet.
0: I would be down to... Are you talking about the Mark Kern tweet?
1: I am talking about the Mark Kern tweet. Oh,
0: let me get into this because I don't know about you guys, but I looked up Mark Kern and all the stuff he's been involved with, and the guy has, like, got a really almost spotless... Emphasis on the (laughs) almost spotless career history. Um, And so I'll just read what he said, and then we'll get into Mark Kern, the person. Mark Kern says, an example of what some video game critics would love to see fail. Thank goodness for creative freedom. And he's he's, quote tweeting near Automata, saying that more than 3 million physical and digital units worldwide shipped. Emotions are prohibited, but we would still like to say thank you to everyone who's played and enjoyed the game. So basically he's saying that the SJW cabal would not like to see Near Automata succeed, which is just fucking idiotic. And he's also saying game critics hate Near Automata, and then the next image is the meta score is like 88%.
2: It was like GameSplitter's game of the year. Like They don't usually agree on much.
0: Yeah. And
2: uh, like you got your, your SAWs and your more mainstream critics like all loved this game and pushed this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, let me give you a little number comparison. Critic reviews. Ninety-seven uh critic reviews were positive. Three were mixed. Zero were negative. So yeah, the mainstream media clearly hates near automata and uh wants it to fail because it's a good game and all good games are uh hashtag our guy or something.
1: I mean it's such a incredible misrepresentation of near automata on every level. Um because if there's if there is a SJW game that's been popular, it's that's kinda near automata. It's such a it's such broad like messages of empathy and like, you know, trying to understand one another to just to be broad. And it's just like to me, it's just like this is somebody who like just did not play the game itself, the combat's like Fine. it's not like amazing. What's interesting is the story and the way that that unvelops So it's an extremely weird take from Mark Kern on Near Automata, both misunderstanding the game oh, itself.
0: Boy, but I want to talk about. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <You continue.
1: laughs> no, I, I, I'm glad you want to talk about Mark Kern because Mark Kern is a S-tier, S-rank idiot. Oh, he uh, is... but I just wanted to underscore. the idiocy in the
0: tweet as well. He makes hot takes like this all the time. This is not the first time, sadly, I've seen him being quote tweeted as like having a picture taken of his bad, bad, bad takes. And so I'd like to recount to you a little personal history I've had with my interactions with his games. Uh, So Mark Kern is a pretty well-known game developer he's best known for being the team lead of the World of Warcraft game. And for being the founder of Red 5 Studios. Oh boy. So he's worked on some really great games. Like StarCraft, uh, Diablo 2, which is like a personal favorite of mine. Warcraft 3 and World of Warcraft. But his most recent game is a little bit less illustrious. Firefall.
1: Firefall sucked so bad.
0: Firefall was a game with monumental amounts of hype behind it. Like, I personally actually did fall for it. Like, I heard that it was, like, this guy that had worked on all these fucking games that I had loved as, like, growing up. Like, Diablo two and StarCraft Brood War are probably two of my favorite games of all time. And when I heard that they were making, like, a third-person shooter loot and shooter MMO, I was like, yes, this is going to be the best thing. It has jet packs. It sounds amazing. I bought into like the bronze rank uh, founder tier, which gives you like a permanent 5% bonus to XP gain. And boy, I wish I had saved that money. <laughs> That's $30 I could have saved for my education or for food.
1: Whenever you would go to a con or any kind of like gaming space, Firefall always had the biggest boost. Um, I remember going to PAX one year uh, and this was for many years I've heard this happen that firefall had like just this ongoing just constantly updated space that they would bring to every convention um and I was kind of sold on the hype at first i it got me to, uh to play it and download it, and I was like i don't I don't know about this lenny this is this is bad and So I moved on, but I didn't even know Mark Kern's involvement. Um, And apparently there was some real shady business with the way he handled the company.
0: Oh, for sure. There's an entire uh, I watched an entire like documentary about the fall of Firefall um, by I believe it's Death of a Game. Let's see. Death of a Game. And he basically goes through point by point what led to like the complete dissolution of firefall and i think there's actually multiple videos um going over how mark kern just completely basically that project was mismanaged from the get-go to just be completely fucking idiotic
1: it it, it was mismanaged into the ground this is my re- recollection. It was mismanaged into the ground, and he managed <laughs> to fundraise all these extra millions of dollars and just squander them on things like the like the the big PAX booze and stuff and like that. And the fucking
0: custom-made Firefall bus. The fiasco that is the Firefall bus, which they spent, like, don't remember the exact number, but it was a lot. Basically, fair to say that Firefall was... A really big old black mark on his his record as a game developer.
2: I have to uh, just put my own history with with Firefall. I had to look it up when you guys mentioned it. Uh, uh, I saw it, realized I played it.
0: Oh my god! <laughs>
2: and realized I had forgotten all about it <laughs> and thought it was interesting. So uh, I went down a rabbit hole while talking, and I found out uh, they're going to mobile. And then in that article, in the, the article about moving to mobile, or, which they did last year. Mm-hmm. Um, there is the first or the most popular comment is that Mark Kern, who previously worked on Firefall, has another game in the works. It's quite well in funding. You should check it out.
0: Oh, boy.
2: And uh, he linked it in our discussion and it's um, Ember.
0: Yeah,
1: Stylize Ember. M A D R. This thing is such, I'm looking at the website now, and this is great. Just like totally no real information. Just like three art stills. We're going to be massive planetary war game game. And we just need your $350 million. (laughs)
2: 570% funded because they have a playable mock-up fully funding. Oh, it's not even built yet. (laughs)
0: It's, <laughs> I'm glad.
2: It's it's for the prototype. They're five hundred and seventy percent funded for the prototype. Great. So,
0: yeah. At oh, least good. They're not
2: spending it on esports cameras. I, I'm just. I think. I don't. I don't know. But yeah. It's, it's only. Here's Max. the
0: thing. It's only a hundred thousand dollars, which is a really small amount of of funding. Actually, like for a big game, that's like nothing. And the goal was only. $20,000.
1: This looks like yeah. a game that comes with its own cryptocurrency.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> how, uh,
1: do you know
2: when this was closed? I can't find that. Uh,
0: I'm trying
2: to think of how many people you could fund on 20000
0: I think it was yeah. like over 12 months ago.
2: Yeah, so a year, $20,000 a year. That's, that's a good job. For
1: one, two...
0: Yeah, 11 months three ago. Three
1: people at least that are here. Mo- Mark Hearn keeps himself paid, um, and he's he's really, I think, a creature very similar to Notch, um, without Basically, yeah. the billions. But yeah, honestly, I would say has more chops and
0: respect as an industry person. Notch. No one can match Notch. No one can yeah, match no, Notch's no, idiotic takes. No one. just an respect. outsider.
2: This guy grew grew up in the industry.
0: Yeah, and I mean... He has more yeah. than one famous game. Let's put it that way.
1: <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, being part of Blizzard, you know, it, you know, they were great games, but they were...
0: Not made by one man.
1: Yeah, exactly. They were not made by one man, and it's just, like, it's difficult for me anyways to track down, like, how... Great having Steve Kern was on.
0: Yeah. any
1: any any game development thing. The only positive thing I've ever heard about him is that he had a lot of energy while fundraising. That's just cocaine. Me, yeah,
0: yeah, you can, you can me, just do that. Anyone can have lots of energy with enough cocaine.
1: Which is why we endorse it here. On <laughs> video games are the worst thing on earth, or our new podcast. Cocaine is the best
0: thing. On earth. <laughs> All right. So let's, I think right. we're ready to move on to our next topic. I think if you're okay, mm-hmm. Reese, let's skip the racist mod and go straight to the Steam Opens the Floodgate because we're already 40 minutes in. We don't have too much more time. Oh, it's I true.
2: wanted to do racist
1: mods. I so wanted to do racist mods. I want to do racist mod over Detroit Become Human.
0: Uh, Well, maybe we can remove Detroit Become Human and do racist mod, but I think we got to talk about Steam... Steam once and for all washing its hands of ever removing bad games from its terrible website.
2: Until the next time they uh, claim they're gonna do something.
0: Yeah, exactly. Until the next time they claim they're gonna do something and then do nothing. So who would like to read this uh, Kotaku article? I will get it started. Alright, we'll take turns.
1: In recent times, Valve has struggled to draw a line in terms of what's allowed on Steam. Controversy has raged over the removal of games with explicit sexual content as well as objectionable themes like the glorification of school shooters. In response to all of this, Valve has decided to open the floodgates even wider. In a blog post musing on the difficulty of deciding case-by-case basis what should and should not be allowed on Steam, Valve's Eric Johnson explained that the company does, in fact, I have a team of humans that looks at every controversial title submitted to us. That is a shock like-
0: to me that they have humans <laughs> working on anything and not just a machine that's like, <laughs> that just tries to process it with an algorithm
1: and employees frequently disagreeing like steam users do the harsh reality of the space that lies at the root of our dilemma is that there is absolutely no way we can navigate it without making them sorry there is absolutely no way we can navigate it without making some of our players really mad johnson wrote all
0: right so this article i think we forgot to say is valve says it will now allow everything on steam unless it's illegal or straight up trolling quote unquote and so the next part is... And so, Valve has come to the, to a conclusion. Allow everything, but give users tools to avoid the games they find the most egregious. We've decided that the right approach to, is to allow everything onto the Steam store, except for things that we decide are illegal or straight-up trolling. Now, the thing I love about this is that Steam gets to decide what is illegal. Well. <laughs> not countries. <laughs> not... Governments, not kings or queens or uh, some form of society. Steam has raised itself above these so called
3: arbiters of law and have decided that they are the law and will decide what games are or are, are, are not illegal. No kings, no gods, <laughs> only, only Steam, Gabe. <laughs> only game. <laughs> 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 No gods, no masters. Only game.
2: <laughs> so part of this, uh, what is illegal and not, though, is the sexual explicit, uh, sexual explicit games, mm. and that has crossed into like LGBT, LGBT themed
0: mm-hmm. games,
2: yeah, um, quite a bit. And uh, part, like the early controversy about that, wasn't necessarily that there were sexual explicit games, but that they were taking away the gay ones.
0: Basically, yeah.
2: (laughs) And um, as far as I know, a lot of them are still not there.
0: Basically, Steam has fucking bungled every single controversy it's ever been in. And it continues to do so. And I will continue reading their continued bungling. Johnson said, Taking this approach allows us to focus less on trying to police what should be on Steam, because (laughs) they are also the police... And more on building those tools to give people control over what kinds of content they see. So, again, instead of making a choice as a storefront curator to remove, I don't know, AIDS Simulator 2018, they've... Oh, that they've, was bad. Yeah, that was a bad game. Don't, don't <laughs> buy it. Um...
1: It's not worth worth the $60. Very few hours for your $60.
2: Exactly.
0: (laughs) It's not worth it. And they also don't buy any other loot boxes, which gives you cosmetics for your virus. Cosmetic
2: AIDS virus. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Anyway, they give you like a little clan hood to go (laughs) on that sells. Anyway.
2: (laughs) Well, because, you know, it only kills a certain group of people.
0: Exactly. After Um, all. Let's see. So basically, Steam once more has offloaded this responsibility of curating their storefront to their users, and they are just disgusting, pathetic cowards that will never admit that they have any skin in this storefront where they could get a 30% cut of everything they sell, including the Auschwitz uh, management simulator. It's like... Can I make a city yeah. gaming
2: take? You may. Go ahead. Uh, I like it.
0: You like? You like? I, I like.
2: I like. I like uh, allowing absolutely everything as long as it's. Uh, they got to take away the language about obvious trolling and illegal because you know there are uh, countries will take will figure out what's illegal.
0: I want this will be great in that it will finally allow me to upload my 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 Rule Thirty Four <laughs> Sonic fan game. Called all collecting all the rings winky face.
2: <laughs> exactly. I mean we get to see cool, highly experimental, uh, random troll games.
0: I know. High concept things like Kill All the Gays, which is a real game, not like the joke games I made earlier.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean the problem isn't that to me that the store storefront's gonna clogged up with anime or whatever. In in some ways, oh, that's a problem. Kind
3: of... let's, let's be fair. That is a problem.
1: <laughs> I don't actually have like a huge problem with it taking like a wider selection of games or whatever. It's that it's not dealing with the problems that it does have, and it's it's like oh well, you know, acid flips, racist games, you know, hugely problematic things that we've had in the past. We're just gonna wash our hands of them, um, well, which is yeah. which is needs to be the the context that they're having that they're just like well well, you know we're just going to give you better ways to block asset flip games and i don't know that it's impossible to believe the alternative is the apple store though
0: oh my god this fucking article gets even worse so it's essentially we were talking about how they basically are wiping their hands of any responsibility but let me continue in this next paragraph He said, some of these tools already exist, but other new ones will allow users to override Steam's recommendation algorithms and hide, say, anime games, which strike me as the least of Steam's potential problems under this new policy, from your store page. In addition, Valve plans to improve anti-harassment tools for developers so as to prevent them from being mobbed for creating controversial games. This is great. I love defending... I love defending the developers of... Uh, Hatred. Yeah, Hatred and just, like, just Poop Simulator. Mark Kern. Mark, I mean, Mark Kern. <laughs> say what you will about Hatred. Um,
1: at least there's, like, it attempts to be a full game. It's yeah. games that are, like, the the that game that was, like, Feminazi The Wokening or something like that that's just, like, a bad, <laughs> like, MS Paint... You know, SJW joke simulator. It's clearly just like something they slapped up to insult and then throw it on uh, Steam and just have like, just, just say something offensive to a big audience. And sorry, when you have cultivated that kind of audience, you have some share of responsibility for trying to process it. And it's not like I think that Steam should, before any kind of game any kind of word is published on steam there needs to be eyeballs that say this is okay but i just just please work with us have a conversation in a way that anybody somewhat normal would be happy to hear what you're saying rather than this just ah well you know we're we're, we get a lot of games on steam it's hard
0: oh well well the here's the thing they Had a conversation. They invited like John Bain and uh, Jim Sterling to vow the
2: represent the representatives of gaming today.
0: Yeah. Uh, Well, one of them isn't. <laughs> uh uh r- rip in peace sorry <laughs> There's just the
2: two you- prominent youtube critics that yeah. that Steam daily but no yeah they I were, mean, until recently but yeah yeah exactly like until recently daily <laughs> they were
0: both very much uh advocates for cleaning up steam. I would say Jim Sterling you know act made an active uh, attempt to highlight good games and to criticize shitty asset flips that showed up on mm-hmm. the store. And these are basically two, probably two of the best uh, well-known critics you could get to come and talk to Valve about their fucking awful uh, Steam Greenlight problem uh, before they discontinued that program and made it worse somehow. But they talked to them. They explained everything to them. They laid out what they would want as the future of the future of steam to be in terms of content curation and ensuring that good games actually had a chance to be shown on the storefront and not be like crowded out by like just a sea of shitty, awful asset flips. And this is their response. Several months down the line is to say, uh, we give up. We can't, we, we, it's hard. It's hard to be a game seller. Uh, It's so difficult.
1: The reality is, is that Steam's true purpose, which is to just be a revenue stream for Valve, and what we want from Steam, um, which is a better marketplace, better representation of, you know, its dominating force, um, and those two things are irreconcilable um, mm. because uh, Steam needs to be there to make money for people and. The kind of effort that they're talking about putting into it—that's just not something that there is any upside in their mind, you know. Other than the pointless pursuit of making the world a better place for gamers, <laughs> um, there's no there's no reason for them to do it. Uh, and it's it's like I, at this point, like I w- I would be surprised to hear about Steam giving a shit, <laughs> um, so- which which is why I think. Uh, sorry, John, um, but this is why I think I want to bring up my conspiracy theory again. steam apocalypse in the next five years, all of our Steam games are going away. Valve's going to be like, ah, eh, it doesn't make money for us anymore. Uh, you can download your games up until April. That's it.
3: Although, oh, I'll think... not
2: even say that. It'll just, we'll, we'll get like 48 hours notice. People will be frantically downloading, paying, extreme. Uh...
1: steam apocalypse. it's coming.
2: Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's, back, it's, it's coming, it's 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 coming just... folks. I've seen the documents from Gabe Newell himself. He's it's, it's, been it's... he's been recruited by the SJWs uh, cabal, and he's gonna be uh, removing all your Steam games, folks. I've seen the documents; they're real. Uh, you you have uh, approximately uh, twenty months to move all your games to a different platform that's not Steam. Uh, God be with <laughs> you in this time of trials, fellow gamers. Gamer Girl, Alex Jones, signing off. Now, uh, I'd like to promote <laughs> my new visual novel, Bone <laughs> Broth. <laughs> the novel. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, can't, I can't do the voice with the idea of the Alex Jones visual novel. A <laughs> uh, visual novel, Super <laughs> male Vitality. You, it is a harem anime RPG where you... <laughs> you collect different pills as represented by anime girls. <laughs> that would be a great
0: concept, actually. But basically, yeah, Your are Pac-Man, and all these like super male vitality pills and like brain force pills have like these little cute em- these cute anime animu girls representing them. You know, like how mm. those games that have like mm-hmm. w- w- warships and tanks represented by yeah. anime girls.
3: It's like that, but for fucking pills. That's the Alex Jones (laughs) visual novel. (laughs) I'm into this. (laughs) Folks, go to my GoFundMe and help raise money for this game to finally have fulfill my dream of dating a pill. $20,000. $20,000, folks. And I can build the game. I can build the game. It's just going to be me and Paul Joseph Watson in our basements. Nude, coded, and gamer grub. Just coding away, folks. It's gonna be great. <laughs> well, prison, prison Ball does the computer work. I'm, yeah, man. Well, Prison Ball does the computer work. I do the art and also the voices of all the women. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's That would be an amazing game. Unironically amazing game.
1: I am gonna move on from this bit. Yeah, I,
0: I believe we're done <laughs> with this Yo. bit.
1: This Itchio tweet that you have here I think is a good thing to wrap this up with.
0: Uh, let's just wrap up this uh, Steam being fucking idiotic uh, part real That's quick. What it is.
1: I've made all my points. It, it's it's classic Steam. Well, Ooh, it, it
0: wasn't on Steam, but there was this game like Weird Feminist
2: Shooter early on in the Unity asset flip stuff where you just walk around and catcallers catcall you and you shoot them and they turn into gravestones. That's why I feel like opening the floodgates so we can get uh, crap SJW games, too. So
0: That's true. What the- you shoot. This is my new concept for a game before we move on. You play as uh, an Antifa Super Soy soldier and you shoot bricks <laughs> of tofu at chuds and turn them into uh, Antifa Cat Girls.
2: I, I, not, not Soy Boys? No, Antifa I Cat I Girls. So, <laughs> Antifa Cat
1: Girls. Got it. I unironically want a sweet ass anime Antifa game. I kind of but- want that game now.
0: There is actually, we would, I would like to take this moment to promote a very, very good game that is sort of similar that's called Anarchute. It's a very funny game that's basically like Pikmin mixed with Antifa and like cute little chibi animals where you control, like, a group of rioters, essentially, and you can pick up cop cars and throw them at cops to fucking explode them. It's incredible, and it's just, like, super cute. Super cute music. It's amazing. It's a wonderful game. Everyone should go check out Anarchute.
2: It, it looks better than a Unity Asset Flip.
0: It's way better than a Unity Asset Flip. It's, like, I don't know. I find it incredibly charming. I've only played it for, like, um, 20 minutes so far, but... The 20 minutes I had with, that, I was like, "This is incredible! I need to do a let's play of this."
2: You're making me expand my already massive game library.
0: <laughs> but yeah, and our cute. Go check it out. It's literally, um, it's literally cute, like cutesy and antifa. What were you saying, Reese?
1: Oh, I just just wanted to point out that if there was an actual flood of SJW inappropriate type games. I have a hard time believing that they're going to be treated the same way. That but it's the same thing about like on Twitter, when they say that they'll do, they delete all harassment and then, you know, the people who say, fuck you when a Nazi says the Jews should be gassed gets banned, but the Nazi saying Jews should get gassed, Well, you know, you got to tiptoe around Nazis for whatever reason. You know, they deserve their freedom of speech. They didn't say anything uncouth by being a Nazi. And I just feel that that's going to be prevalent because it's going to be the chuds that are going to be reporting. They're going to be flooding the message system and being the, you know, the monkey wrench in the gears, while normal human beings. Just look at stuff like the school shooter game and go, like, oh, that's gross, get this off my screen. Anyway, back to my normal life. Well, I think we're wrapping up with the Steam stuff. We'll talk about the Notch Tweet, and I just...
0: Well, so, we're back. Um, Hello, everyone. We had to stop the recording because something came up. I had an emergency down at the racism factory. It caught on fire. Thousands dead. Thousands. Yeah, thankfully thankfully, none of our employees have health care, uh, so, you know, really we just have to go find and hire more orphans. Well, the slums <laughs>
1: nearby lit on fire as well.
0: Oh, yeah. The whole thing. Pretty much, unfortunately, uh, we were adding a branch to the factory just called the Fire Factory, and, it, um, well, it was very effective for about uh, an hour. Very high production.
1: Well, um, I guess we'll just wrap it up there. And continue on in the second episode. I would like to thank John very much for yes. joining us and chatting about Mark Kern. Yes, um, you can find him on Twitter at J M A R Q U I S O J marquee O. That's on Twitter, and he has a lot of game design tweets you should check out. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Your Very Good Bud i'll i just retweet things
0: alton tells me to retweet (laughs) and where can we find you alton you can find me on twitter at eight alton eight that's numeric eights around my name because um i'm actually a 14 year old boy uh and you can also find me on youtube at alton plays where you can find a bunch of these bunch of my original videos and also uh the video forms of this podcast
1: Everyone's already following you on Twitter. You had a big blow-up moment.
0: Yeah, I I told the chud that he smelled like piss, and a million retweets later, I have 700 followers.
1: Congratulations, I'm super impressed. I got 20 followers from that, so I think (laughs) you should continue to sass people.
0: I will. I I can't help myself now. It's part of my identity. It's who I am. (laughs) I'm the dunk man. I'm redecorating my room to look like an NBA like showdown area, just like fucking hoops. And every time I tweet at someone, I'm just like fucking dunked! and just break one of them by slamming a ball into it too hard. That's a 21st century brand, and I applaud it. Exactly, very progressive. But anyway, we're pro- we might have another a part two coming out soon. Uh, the first part was pretty long, uh, so it'll be a good sized episode, even though it cut out early. Um we're going to make a second part with John and we'll get to that out to you guys real soon.
1: All right, thanks everybody. See you soon.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Bye.